up everything, the National Hockey League has agreed to a television deal with ESPN, Jordan Bennington has agreed to a hockey playing deal with the St. Louis Blues, and we've agreed to a podcast recording deal with you, our beloved listeners. It's a lot to get to, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, March eleventh, and we are here to discuss a lot of things. A lot of things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as our intro alluded to, the NHL has agreed to a deal with ESPN for their American broadcasting rights. Uh, hopefully, killing forever NBC Sports Network. Uh, it's gonna die anyway, mm-hmm. but you know they didn't do anything with Peacock. Thank God. Not yet. Um, not yet, indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, that's great news for the for the NHL. Why don't we just start there, since okay. it is so appropriate with our theme? Even though there is a big piece of blues news, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, ABC and ESPN will have four of the next seven Stanley Cup Finals. They will have one conference final each year, 25 regular season games on ABC or ESPN, uh, 25, or sorry, I read that line, <laughs> ESPN Plus will stream more than 1,100 games, and ESPN Plus and Hulu will exclusively stream 75 national games, according to Andrew Marchand. Um, there are obviously, you know, three more Stanley Cups and many other things to award to Another uh, negotiator that could be NBC and USA, or it could be uh, who knows. But I think this is great um, for um, you know the brand growing the game. You get it back on the worldwide leader in sports, mm-hmm. ESPN, and and uh, as we you know as we already have pointed, you get the hopefully the ESPN on Ice music back. They've already used it in a promo. So we it's know been it's guaranteed be. by a few good, ESPN uh, workers that this is indeed going to be the case. Good, 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 good. good. The intro's back. You can't, you can't pull that. It's going to be a remix though. You know, it's going to be like a dubstep bum, bum, or bum, something. Bum, 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 yeah. or... I'd be fine with a version of that. You mm-hmm. know. Um, Thoughts on this deal? I think kind of kind of snuck in. It wasn't a lot of. I hadn't heard a lot of talk about it. Yeah, uh, it just happened. They talked a lot about there being a new TV deal coming up, mm-hmm. just because the TV rights were going away from NBC uh, this year or at the end of the season. So they talked a lot about that, but it was a lot of just sort of uh, smoke and mirrors when it came to who was going to be the next person to bid and and win these rights. And yeah, I'm happy that it's ESPN. You know, there's, I think generally speaking within the hockey community. Um, 
especially on Twitter, a lot of people have been happy about this news. I think there's a small subsection that you're always going to have. They're like, oh, ESPN only cares about basketball and, and football and baseball or whatever. You know, they just mm-hmm. show LeBron highlights. And guess what? That will still be the case. And yeah. if you think it's going to change, it's not going to change. And if you're angry about that, then prepare to be angry for forever. <laughs> um, that's what I saw a lot of us. We were like, well, they don't, they're do not they still not going to care about hockey. And it's like, I don't. I personally don't really care if ESPN... They certainly won't care any less about yeah, yeah. hockey, though, either. They'll, they'll at least care a little bit they'll more. clips and yeah. stuff more than they do now. It can only be good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm thinking is, like... There's going to be more eyes on it. I think mm-hmm. of it from a, a Disney brand and the fact that, you know, they own ABC, they own ESPN. ABC is going to get some of these games. This is going to be in, this is on homes that just have an antenna, you know. This mm-hmm. is in homes that only get five channels. Uh, it's not on NBC Sports Network, which is like not even in all cable packages. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, this is just going to be seen so much more broadly and I think it's the perfect time, especially when the sport has like a lot to offer in terms of personality compared to what it used to, perhaps, uh, and just talent as well. I know, obviously, they're going to be focusing a lot more on U.S. teams, but you have Connor McDavid, you've got Austin Matthews, you've got, I was going to say Jack Eichel because he's in my brain, but there's a lot better, you know, a lot better players <laughs> than that. Uh, Jack Eichel's <laughs> only got, you know, one or two goals this season, but... You know, there's just a lot, there's a lot of young talent, and there's a lot to be excited about if you're a hockey fan, so I think if you can give that to any more people that wouldn't normally be seeing that, it can only be, like you said, a win. Um, Gary Thorne, who is a, a, a historic hockey announcer for ESPN in their run between like 1994 and 2005, might be back, he's 72, he's a little bit older. Uh, but he might be back. They've had a lot of different personalities, a lot of different uh, announcing teams and stuff on that network that have been really good. And I'm just, honestly, as a hockey fan that's suffered through Versus and then NBC Sports Network and all that, I'm just happy to see it on a network that has way more money uh-huh. and can do so much more with this. I'm not thinking they're going to do a ton, because again, it's hockey and it's a smaller, you know, smaller market than a lot of their other sports. But they're still going to do more than what NBC did. It's just nice. It's nice to know too that, like, if you're somewhere not at home mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, what channel's the game on?" and you're like, "ESPN," they're going to know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. and yeah. probably have it. You know, like. I don't know. NBC, I, I think NBCSN's coverage has actually been pretty good for the most part. I've yeah. been continuing to hire Pierre and, um, you know, the old white guys. Really, by the way, killing that vibe with the Mike Babcock hire. Good move, guys. <laughs> Great work. What's their theme, anyways? I can't remember the NBC one now that all I've been listening oh, to is the ESPN one. I don't know, but we hate it, don't we? Yeah, yeah. When it comes on. I don't think it's actually too bad. It's just one you've heard it that much. I'll think of it. It'll yeah. come to me. But, um, uh, yeah, but I don't, but, I mean, ESPN, it's just, it is, it does have that that different vibe, that kind of gravitas, if you will, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's what the league really needs right now. The league is loaded with stars. It's so damn fun to watch hockey right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, even teams that didn't matter at all, like Minnesota, they're getting hot young talents. Yeah. Carol Cap is so damn good. I think this is a really um, great uh, timing, just perfect timing too, because Seattle's coming in and everything. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't know who's going to be able to show like all this expansion draft stuff. It might still be NBC at that point, but it's like you just have a new team in a new market that's huge that's now going to be tuning in to your network to watch that. Uh, for the NHL, you get a ton of like Disney money just getting pumped in there. When you have a flat cap and you just went through like the worst part of any NHL season ever mm-hmm. with no fans, uh, you need that money. You want that money, and that's going to be a huge boon to all these different uh, teams within the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a, a big positive, and so I'm really happy about it. A little mixed on the Gary Thorne thing, only because it's like, well, uh, NHL, you could like build a new brand and, and make new people famous. No, no, no. But um, I know a lot of people... A lot of people are older fans than I am, even if they're my age, because they paid attention longer ago and have more of a connection to him. Yeah. So I get that. I do get that. And, you know, if, if NBC brought back Doc Emmerich right now, I wouldn't be pissed. But it's just... They got to they gotta do it. Way. they got to compete with the other old uh, man. It seemed like that would be the biggest news we'd have this week. And then uh, the bomb dropped. The old... We haven't had one of these in a while. The old mm. out-of-nowhere Doug... Ar- I guess since Braden Shin, the old out-of-nowhere Doug Armstrong extension... Um, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He hasn't been shy lately about the fact that this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, if you're surprised the fact that Bennington got signed, I'm surprised that you're surprised. <laughs> uh, Jordan Bennington signs a six by six contract extension, six years, thirty six million dollars. Uh, obviously, an average annual value of six 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 dollars. <laughs> you cheap man, son of a bitch. I really don't know why these people are complaining to get a starting goalie for six dollars a year. Uh, six million dollars. A lot of a lot of things to read through, and then we'll react to some of this. Uh, Pierre Lebrun uh, explains that it's a kind of a you know weighted structure, as a lot of these are four million dollars year one. That's a little bit of a podcast. You know, or podcast pandemic uh, <laughs> payoff sort of thing, probably. Six million, seven point five, seven point five, six point five, and then four point five. Uh, full no trade clause for the first three years, and then 18 team, 14 team, and 10 team for the final three years. Armstrong says that the Blues and Bennington's camp spoke over the past three days, and if they couldn't get anything done, they were going to table until after the season. They found some ground and got it done. Bennington said, it feels good, it's off the mind now, and I feel a couple emotions of, I'm grateful and I'm very proud. Signing the two-year with the option of heading to free agency, yeah, I think I still have more to prove. I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, being on a competitive team was something that matters to me. I'm not looking to kind of crush the bank. It's not all about the money to me. That surprises me. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be real honest with you, Jordan. Uh, yeah, that that uh, roommate of yours, probably not cheap. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all At the end of the day, when you look back on and feel in your heart is the memories made and being there for your teammates. Does this man have emotions? Don't tell me that. I, no, see, I think what happened here is he knows what just happened with Petrangelo, uh, and he's positioning yeah. himself yep, right. as like you're the right. anti-Petrangelo. Yep, you got it. Uh, you got it. Petrangelo, who by the way got badly hurt this week because apparently the injury fairy forgot he wasn't on the Blues anymore. <laughs> uh, Doug Armstrong added, "There's enough guys there that if we can keep the band together, we have the chance to stay competitive. And this is a big step in keeping the band together. Who else is in the band? It's only Jaden Schwartz, right? Because the other people are already kept." Yeah, pretty much. Um, you let Petrangelo go. Petrangelo is like... I guess Pareko's the UFA after next year. Mm-hmm. He's also dead. He's never playing hockey again. He lost five discs. Um, and, uh... I don't... What? 
Oh, Bennington comps both sides looked at. I speak English, Andy. Um, both both sides looked at uh, John Gibson, uh, Matt Murray, Connor Hellebuck, Matt Murray. <laughs> <laughs> they went right back. They went back to Matt Murray because they wondered about I it. I think that's because that's Doug Armstrong went to Matt Murray, or no, probably Bennington side went to Matt Murray over and over again. Was like that. Look how much that shitter got paid. You gotta pay us more than him. Um, I think you and I are in lockstep on this. Uh, uh-huh. This is a slam dunk. It's not amazing for the Blues. Mm. It was never going to be. Yeah, yeah. So, problem solved. That's the thing. is like I can tell you that six years for a starting goalie, that's a lot of time for a starting goalie. I don't want to do that. But then guess what? Jordan Bennington's not here. And we're looking elsewhere and UFA during the summer for some old washed-up goaltender, or you're relying on Huso, who seems okay at times. You know, it's too way too early to tell still. So, like, you have to, you kind of have to sign Jordan Bennington. And the thing is, he could have, knowing knowing that, he could have put their feet to the fire. He could have been like, yo, I need 7 million. Yo, I need 7.5. You know, something. And that's kind of what we felt could possibly happen because Jordan Bennington, as we all know, has has quite the personality and a lot of agents also have a little bit of a personality on them too. And you would think, you know what, if they're going to bet on themselves, maybe they go to UFA. That's all this guy has ever done is bet on himself. Maybe just go, screw it, Blues, I'm leaving and leaves us, you know, over the barrel. But he didn't do that. He signed a, he signed a $6 million or a, you know, six year, $6 million deal. And and I'm I, quite honestly, I'm shocked that that's as much as he got. Really, do I think he deserved a way more? No, but I'm surprised he didn't get way more. I'm surprised him and his representation didn't just go. No, we need, you know, at least a million more per year for this. So I'm happy with I'm happy with the amount. The term's a little long, but also that's kind of like what did Matt Murray get? Did he get six years? Six four, but six point two five. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Markstrom got six or five. He got something uh, around there too. Like, the whole point is, like, that's the going rate for goalies. And if you're going to tell me, well, that's not what we need to pay, then you're in a hole. Then you don't have a starting goalie. Markstrom got the exact same deal, 6 by 6 But he's 31. Bennington's, what, 29? Yeah, and Markstrom's got way more work underneath of him. But the guy's also a... But hasn't won a cup. Career, yeah, no cup. Bennington's 27! Yeah, yeah. It's a problem freaking solved! You'll be 33 when it's over. Jeez Louise, that's like... That, at the... That's still in the prime and for a goalie. That's mm. like back into the prime, baby. Armstrong said we got him for the meat of his career, oh, the good meat. The meaty, the fingy meat. Um, <laughs> it really frustrates me that people are complaining about this, like too much. Mm. I just wonder what? what's the solution. What's your What's your plan? Was this team better when we let Curtis Joseph go? I don't think so. I, this team has never had. By the end of this contract, Jordan Bennington will have all of the Blues goaltending records, all of them, mm-hmm. if he stays here and plays the whole deal. And it won't. He will have them all by a considerable yeah. distance. And if he's just average, um, <laughs> just from being here that long, because we never keep a goalie that long. Yeah, I. This I'm just. I. It's a lot of. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of money. You would pay this to a second line forward this contract. Mm. So I get it. Goalies are that's always the thing. It's like, well, what if he's bad? What if any player you sign is bad? 
What if Jeff Skinner scores one goal in 24 games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. But And we talked about that last week at length, where there's no obligation on the player. But does Jordan Bennington strike you as the player who's going to be like, yeah, I made my money, now I'm just done competing? Mm. Does the psychopath who almost decapitated Eric Carlson strike you as the, this is fine, I'll just have a 3.4 G, er, GAA mm-hmm. and be fine? No, he's... All goalies are unpredictable. Mm. There's only one Andre Vasilevsky in the whole entire league. We thought there was another one in Carey Price. He's terrible. But we didn't we're paying Jordan Bennington literally half of what Carey Price makes. So I don't Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, Matt Murray is awful. Um <laughs> who's the other guy? Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. They're all right in there. That's what you're going to pay these guys. And your alternative is nobody. Your alternative, I love our friend Tommy uh, Hummel, and I respect a lot of his opinions, but he threw out the name Pecorine. Please no. Thank you, no. (laughs) He's very old and very not good anymore. And I know the stats on Bennington aren't amazing this year, but also our defense hasn't been amazing this year. Our penalty kill has been really bad this year. And he's had some games that he's single-handedly won us for us. Billy Huso, I certainly don't see Billy Huso de- developing into uh, like a startable goalie. I was like, not next, you know? not next year. Yeah. Um, so I just don't. So the thing is, like Bennington's like a nine oh eight this year, right now, mm-hmm. currently, but. You can't pay the goal. You can't pay any player on what they are today. Yeah, that just never works out. They're gonna to point to what their their production was before and where they project to be in the future. And Bennington, on his career right now with the Blues, is a point nine one five save percentage goalie. That's as average as you can get. And I also understand they're like, oh, well, you know, average isn't great. Again, there's only one Andre Vasilevsky. Like, you goalies are voodoo. You have to pay somebody something to keep them here. Otherwise, you're constantly shuffling goalies in and out. And we've been doing that, even though we had Jake Allen. We've been doing that for like the last 10 years plus of just like, well, this guy will be here for a while. Ah, well, this guy will be here for a while. And we finally have somebody that won us the cup that's shown that they care, has quite the personality, (laughs) won enough. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. I understand, um... Other fans. I understand a Boston Bruins fan, all these people on Pete Blackburn's mentions being like, dude, what a terrible contract. I don't agree with it, but I understand people are butthurt and they're angry because Bennington sometimes he's blows a, a fuse and yeah. he's a dick. I get it. But if you're a Blues fan, you look at this like too much for me. I don't I don't like it. Just what was the other option? Yeah. Was the option lower, you know, less money? The okay, option, he's gone. The option was making a move last summer. Yeah. Trading him and signing Markstrom. And would you have liked Markstrom at 6x6 six six anymore? Would you have liked Braden Holtby at whatever he got? Like, Billy Huso, it ain't it, dog. He is not a number <laughs> one at this point. Maybe Joel Hofer is. Maybe he is. I really like Joel Hofer. That's four or five years away, mm. in which case... Yeah, I know. Over. I was gonna say if Joel Hofer <laughs> works out, it's perfect timing. I think this is honestly like gets you to him. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Bennington has four really bad starts. That's a start with a save percentage below eight fifty. I think that's that's who he is. He's very consistent, and then a couple of times he's not. 
you know, and that's who he's always been. And that's his, his goal is. Yeah, and and I think I'd so much rather have a guy that's like nine thirteen most of the time, but then occasionally is an eight eighty goalie mm-hmm. one game at a time. Then I'm not. I try not to bring his name up, but a Jake <laughs> Allen where it's like any time, any time without warning, it could just be a month of you can't even let him look at a hockey net. You know, like mm-hmm. I. He's got six. He's got a six thirty two quality start percentage. Anything above six is considered very good. And he was six sixty seven in his number in his best year in his first year. It was five sixty last year. So he's considerably improved in that department. Twelve of his nineteen starts have been quality. Four of his remaining seven starts have been bad, really bad. And there's three that are in the middle. So. I'm taking. I'm taking twelve of sixteen. Mm. I'll take. Tw- I'll give you four bad ones if you give me twelve really good ones. Um, he's he's got a point seven goals saved above average, which isn't remarkable, but it's pretty good. Um, and he's got a two point nine one adjusted goals against average. Oh, that's like adjusted goals against average. Never mind. But at, I just think he's. He's not being paid like an elite goaltender. He's being paid like the rare crop of goalies in the league that there ever are at any one given time who are just reliable, that you just can Mm -hmm. say, I know who my goalie is, and I think I know who he is next year, and I think I know who he is the year after that. That's kind of a rarity in this league. Mm. There's a lot of Peter Mrazics out there where it's like, I guess he's good enough to be here currently but we're never going to stop asking questions we're never going to feel good about this position yeah every year we're going to look at that pretty much for 53 years as a franchise 54 whatever we're at i'm fine being done with that you know and so it's to me it's it's just kind of obvious that this is the move you need to make I don't know. Sorry, I've been cutting you off. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, like, he's just getting paid for what he is, which is, I mean, according to JR's stats when he looked at these, like, I think it was, like, maybe two weeks ago or so, he's in the company of, like, the top five goalies, you mm-hmm. know, in the league currently. He's, then since 2019, 2020, he's sixth in starts, he's fourth in wins, he's second in goals against average of 55-plus starts among goalies. Uh, he's got a 913 save percentage, which is fourth among goalies with 55 plus starts. Like, you're going to have to pay that player. And I get, like, we understand that he had, like, a crappy bubble. I think that's kind of because it's the most recent mm. playoff performance. It's the one that's sticking in people's minds. Yeah, but what's Some your narrative there that he's not a playoff performer? I know, exactly. The guy who won a <laughs> Cup in his first season? Like, okay. That's all... It seems much more likely to me that he probably just recovered from COVID mm-hmm. and or it was a weird frickin' playoff season with no fans and the whole team was bad, you know? Yeah, it was like, like, it wasn't just him. And that's kind of the point, too, this year. It's like, you know, the team's looked up and down with them. Mm-hmm. It's not like this team's playing amazing hockey in front of him. He's letting them down behind him. They're, they seem to be going hand-in-hand hand with each other. And then, too, uh, we talked about this a little bit before recording. It's like... I don't mind that it's $6 million for six years because you need to point to me who on this team needs to be making that money instead of him coming right. up. Like Robert Thomas, 
elite, great, great player, but is injured and is just a little bit more of a question mark than you'd like. So there's no way that dude's making big money. And then Kairou had just emerged this season. And so if he keeps it up, you could be looking at a pretty penny. And you know what? If he does, great. Get rid of some other old dude. I don't care. The... But you can sign him. The point is there's not like there's not a Vladimir Tarasenko coming up off his entry level where you're like, shit, this dude's got to make 7.5. Why did we sign Bennington? The Blues have a ton of cap space after this year. Mm-hmm. With this deal signed, they currently have $16.4 million in cap space. We're not... There's no cap narrative here. We're not in trouble. We mm-hmm. get to set what the cap is for us. Um, you know, I, I'd be pretty surprised if we re-signed Hoffman, although, to be fair, he's like third on the team in points <laughs> because he's top five on the team in points wherever he goes. But I don't I don't know how well he's fit in or not. Maybe we do. Maybe if he signs another, like, short-term deal, maybe we do it again because mm-hmm. we need more top six people. But... You know, your only real question mark is Jaden Schwartz, and he's making under seven. So mm-hmm. even then, you've got like nine million to play with. And sure, you're going to spend, you know, a couple million on Sanford, but probably not a huge bump over 1.5. I guess he'll probably argue that he's a. 1.75. freaking trading Zach Sanford. Zach Sanford that makes a high argument for like, I need <laughs> I need 3.5 million to go. You can get that in Ottawa. Jordan Kyrou's an RFA, so unless you try to do the like David Pasternak thing where you're like, hey, listen, wouldn't it be great if we paid you 4.5 million right now for eight <laughs> years or whatever? Like, you're not spending a lot of money on him, even as good as he's been, you know? Because mm-hmm. like, you can't, you're probably doing a bridge deal. And them figuring it out, you know? So, and then your only other guy is Vince Dunn. It, probably not going to be on the team next year, I think, at this rate. Tyler Bozak, you assume you're letting walk. I mean, the team, if the team needs money, it's to sign external people. They need to add, if anything, mm-hmm. right? And right now, Bennington, if you let Bennington go, that's just another thing you need to add from the outside, because it ain't it what we've got right here, right now. Billy mm. Uso and Joe Hofer are not the immediate solution. So I just, I really don't get the counter-narrative on this. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I respect a lot of the people that are kind of on the other side of this fence. But I just don't really get it. Um, you know, and that's all I got. I guess that's all I say. Mm-hmm. It's like, it seems like such a fair deal to me for what he is and for what we're looking for on this team. It just feels like the perfect middle ground. Yeah. Um, the Maple Leafs didn't extend Frederick Anderson, did they? Just now? Oh, Andy Strickland said that Bennington couldn't have gone to Toronto because they have a five million dollar goal. No, he's just wrong. So for anyway, um, that's not any. That's not important. That's not anything. I just like seeing Andy Strickland be wrong. I'm <laughs> kidding. We love Andy Strickland. Um, wow, that's a that's a person that asked him this question. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we feel good about it. We we always turn. We always find the negative angle to talk about anything because we're we're very dark and depressed people, but. Um, Joel, Joel Ward was fired in Calgary. Jeff Ward was fired in Calgary. Jeff, right? Yeah. Daryl Sutter takes over. 
um, short-term solution for a team that's going to be broken up yeah. anyway. Uh, give me, get, just give me, just go ahead and get me Matthew Kachuk and, and then we'll be good. Yeah, just over just, it. Unfortunately, that's the dude they're going to hold on to. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. All right. They're going to get rid of Goudreau first, is my guess. Jeff Ward was uh, an interim last year, then they gave him the extension, and now they're already like, you're out of here. Man, what a what a carousel it's been up there. That is team there... has clung to pretending to be relevant for like five too many years. What's the leash like on their GM? Who is it, Trilliving? Like, I feel like he's been up there for a long time mm-hmm. and has gotten no results. I'm just Yeah, I don't know why he is still there. Well, they talked about... It feels like nine years ago, but it was probably like two. Uh, they talked about how Bill Peters, when they when he hired Bill Peters, I think it was, Elliot Friedman was like, this is probably his last coach because he hired a guy that he knows, this is his buddy, and he really he wants to turn it's things racist, around. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> and then, he, then all that happened. Then Jeff Ward came in, and then all this happened. Now they got Daryl Sutter again, and it's like, okay, so your last coach was two coaches two ago? And they're ago. like, I mean, that was just Elliot's feeling on it, I think. But, it, I mean, it made me feel sort of that way. It's like, yeah, like, why why is he getting a pass? Maybe he's not, I'm not plugged into Calgary's media sphere, but mm. it feels like he hasn't done much with this team to get it over the hump. Yeah. I, he's tried. He's, he's traded Dougie Hamilton away. Good, good on you, I say. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who did he bring in? Like, he brought, like, who he brought in for... Hamilton and whoever else he traded away. Somebody else. Fox? Hannafin. Hannafin. And Fox. Yeah, yeah. But he got good pieces. Back. No, but he got no Hannafin. Oh, no, he got Hannafin. He traded Fox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Hamilton and Fox for... Hannafin and the other one. Let's Somethingstrom. Yep. A Swede. <laughs> What's Strom? Lindstrom? Lindstrom. That seems... Elias Lindholm. Lindholm. Who was a home, <laughs> not a strum. Um, yes. And he and they both did really good, at least... Yeah, uh, they've both been great. They did really good to start, but still, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. It feels like they've had that core up there forever. And they make the playoffs, and they get trounced. And it reminds me of the Blues and, like, the... The mid two thousands, where it's like, yeah, you're a good team, you got it, and then you get to the playoffs, like, oh no, you're not a good team, so sorry, mm-hmm. and you get bounced over and over again. It's like you gotta, unfortunately, Flames fans, we've seen how this plays out. You gotta be bad, then you have to miss the playoffs, then one of your players needs to punch the other player, and then you'll be fine. I hope you have a rookie goalie in the wings that's ready to take over, because uh, you're gonna need it. Yeah, that team is a hot dumpster fire. Um. The Calgary Flames. That's right. That's hey. You think that's why? <laughs> you think that's why they named them that? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So th- that just des- deserves no more discussion. That is bailing water from a sinking ship. Um, bailing fire from a sinking furnace. Blimp. There we go. <laughs> those on fire? And they're like, they're also, well, they end up on fire even yeah. if they're not supposed to be. All right, uh, three fun games in uh, tone, if not in results, uh, with the California teams. Three fun games or just two? Three, Three, right? three fun games. Three. One actual fun game and then two One, fun games. two, three. Uh, uh, all right, so David Perron 
uh, scoring the opening goal. He is very freaking good at hockey. I keep, I keep being like this two and a half year streak from David Perron's got to end something. Right. I can't be this up for three full seasons. He's so good. At, what is it? Four point five or is it just flat four? Is four. It's freaking four, four million. Four. Oh. People complaining about Jordan Bennington contract like we didn't make. What twenty million dollars of excellent money on that deal? This dude is a point per game player over currently, I think, at a four million dollar contract. Unbelievable. And handsome, popular. Yeah. Likes a good interview, fun interview. Great with the kids. His English just keeps going up, keeps <laughs> improving. Uh, it's almost like he lives here now. Soon you'll be able to speak. <laughs> Uh, O'Reilly got the puck into the zone on this one. Kopitar stole it. O'Reilly lifted Kopitar's stick. Take that other sulky trophy winner. Got it put to Perron. Perron hit the top corner laser. Jeff Carter answered in the second period. Uh, and Dustin Brown scored a goal early in the third period. And it seemed like all hope was lost. The Blues were, uh, the Blues were struggling. Huso, um... Looked good in this one. He made the first save on the Dustin Brown goal. Um, but um, he couldn't get the uh, rebound. Falk had tied Brown up, but they turned to the puck. They turned towards the puck, and it bounced off of his skate past Huso and across the line. Distinct kicking motion? Not quite. I, I think so. Just kidding. It wasn't. How'd you feel before this game wrapped up? Did you think it was just going to be a 2-1 loss and yada, yada, yada? <sighs> no, I thought they had them to battle back. I didn't think it was going to take until the last minute to do it, but I thought they'd battle back. Because up until this point, uh, what, they'd won four in a row? Yeah. Or at least three in a row. Maybe three, this was I the think, fourth. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, they. I, I was feeling it. They were feeling it. I said, this team can do it. And then, indeed, in the final minute... Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman! Uh, David Perron scores once again. He's back from earlier in this same game. <laughs> uh, the Blues have become... They may not score on the power play, although they've been doing that more lately. Yeah. But they score on the six on five for the first time, Unheard I think, of. ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unheard of. The goalie, the puck got cleared into the Blues zone. Hoffman out muscles Kopitar for the puck. Pass to O'Reilly at the blue line. O'Reilly spins a pass to Perron, streaks into the King zone. Perron whiffs a pass to Cairo. Uh, which they have a play with Kairou where he sneaks in behind the defense and they try to pass it up to him. But Perron collects the puck, whips a wrister up and over Peterson to tie the game. I also feel like David Perron has hit this move before, though, where he's like, oops, I didn't successfully pass it. Guess I'll just shoot. Doesn't mm-hmm. he, like, do that from time to time? That's probably a little deception, too. I mean, it probably throws the goalie off a bit, too, with all mm-hmm. the all the motions for passing, and you've got Kairou streaking in front of you, so you're like, here comes the puck, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, this is the same way that Kairou scored maybe even last week or a week before, where mm-hmm. O'Reilly was able to poke it up to him, and he was already behind two defenders and scored on the Ducks, I think it oh, was. Yeah. It's the same exact move. He's so fast and shifty. Like all French people. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Uh, with the empty net, Mike Hoffman had backtracked really hard on a play to prevent an empty net goal. He told the Blues Jeremy Rutherford, the Athletics Jeremy Rutherford, obviously backtracking is key there. I just tried to get on my horse and whack the puck back out through the neutral zone. Perron made a good 
made a good, came down and had a good <laughs> shot. He made a good. Uh, and then uh, Baruby had a comment on the six on five success saying, we've got different setups this year and it's working well. As a coaching staff, we looked at a lot of six on five goals throughout the league and our setup is different. We're doing a good job of attacking puck control and getting pucks to the net. Of course, when you score a six on five goal, that's not the end of the game. The Blues went into overtime, something they would not do again this week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And that very same Mike Hoffman scores a goal. Uh, it was great. It was on a delay penalty who so skated to the bench so once again it's technically as well it's not a six on five goal it's a four on three goal ridiculous um we outnumbered them. that's right uh, the blues had shen o'reilly hoffman and krug out on the ice weird uh o'reilly pumped a fake shot drawing two kings players to him he dumped the puck back to krug quickly passed it to an open hoffman for the one-timer and he buried it, as he so often does. He's quite good. He's so good. Uh, that's a, that was a fun win. That was a good game. I enjoyed that. It didn't feel boring, despite being 2-1, to one, you know, late in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got back in it, and that was that. It was great. Despite being outshot, outchanced, yes. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game overall. I was a little worried, even though I just said that I thought they'd come back, but I was like really worried for the winning streak. I was also worried at the very beginning, uh, because I was like, is David Prang going to be able to keep this point streak up? Because every time they mention a goddamn point streak on Fox Sports Midwest or any broadcast, it always ends. And they mentioned it like nine times. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. In fact, he got two goals. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I'm sure he hasn't kept it up since, though, has he? I think he has. (gasps) But now we've mentioned it too much, and sorry about tomorrow night, folks. That's definitely uh, against the Golden Knights. Yikes. A a Alex Petrangelo less Golden Knights. So we'll be fine. You know what? Thank God, because I just don't want to hear the frickin' narrative every time. I know, get. I'm already over it. I know that it'll be the former blue for the rest of his career, but I just want to get to the point where it's not, like, the story the whole time. Do you think J.K. will say that every time he sees him? Oh, the former blue, Alex Petrangelo. every time he sees him like in the hallway too no actually petrangelo is too obviously a former right blue, you know this is like a he'd Paul... probably be like uh william carrier the former boy and i'd be like not really <laughs> <laughs> this would be like if he called paul Creel like the former am or whatever and <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of you sick weirdo <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> bobby ryan the former not bobby ryan uh uh what's his name perry Oh, the former Perry. Dallas star. Yeah, like, like, no, I don't bro. think so. <laughs> yes, technically. Um, yeah, so good game by the Blues. They do get outchanced on expected goals. High danger chances were even. Corsi for pretty even at even strength, but they went in the end, and that's a positive, and then it stayed good. Sunquist. Still out in this one. Was he injured in the other one? He was injured in the other one, right? Yeah, I think he was injured in the last, in the first LA game. He's supposed to be back pretty soon, so you know. He's supposed to be back this weekend, yeah. That's right. You know who else is back? Vladimir frickin' Tarasenko. Mm, Felt good. Felt Mm, real good. As you said, like a warm hug from an old friend, which I would never give you. But, you know, uh, (laughs) he gave Nico Mikola a warm hug. That's how I imagine one would feel. (laughs) (laughs) Go to bed at night crying. Um, Yeah, it was just, man, it, it feels good to have him back. It's crazy to think that he's back at all because I'm like, oh, I'm so used to having him gone that when I see his name in the lineup, I'm like, what? 
And yeah. also I'm like worried because I'm like, how for how long? Or like <laughs> at what percent? But, um, you know, not to spoil the game or anything, but I thought he looked really good. Yeah. I thought for someone that had a lot of time off, obviously with the arm injury, he's still allowed to skate. So he's probably in pretty good uh, aerobic shape and all that. But it's like, it was just amazing to see that he was actually in the play and making a difference for a lot of different parts of the game. Yeah, it hasn't gotten a point yet, I don't believe, but it's coming, I feel like. Well, he got in this game after this yeah. game. Oh, he did get an assist yeah, yeah. on the Mikula goal, right? So he hasn't gotten his first goal yet. Yeah. And he never will. No, it's, it's... That's it's, gone. That's gone. Next, he hasn't played the Kings yet. He'll get injured. Imagine if he was, like, an off the charts. I mean, he already did. He was already pretty much a goal and assist, like, uh-huh. equal parts. But, like, if he was just, like, an assist machine... Yeah, he's like the Jonathan Huberdeau of the... <laughs> he's like, yeah, I get now. three goals, but I also have, like... 75 <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, my God. Okay. Whatever, <laughs> we'll take it. Works. Uh, Blues score right away, again, as something they're making a habit of on the first shot. And once again, it's David Perron. Shinda Perron on a two-on-one. Perron roofed it. Um, you already, We already talked about this. I, I predicted your note mm-hmm. before you said it. This guy's freaking amazing this guy is so freaking good i need to get like a david brown jersey i need to have one i think he's gotta be like i'm sure other nhl fans are like yeah i know david brown but i think he's gotta be one of the most underrated players in the nhl yeah it has to be like for being for being you could say that for who do they who do they say sometimes like justin or the boy yeah 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 (laughs) But I'm thinking of like, they'll say like a fourth line or, or some third line dude. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, about um, whoever Richardson on the Canes, you know, he's great face-off guy, really underrated. I'm like, yeah, but he's also like a 20-point dude. I'm like, for a guy that's a point-per-game player this season, almost in the previous seasons was like on pace for like 60 points minus like injury here and there or whatever. Like the dude's amazing. As reliable as can be. Uh, 28 points in 26 games yeah. right now. Not even a, a ton of that. Well, I guess a fair amount of it's on the power play. Uh, 11 of the points. But, like, yeah. I just feel like you don't hear about him at all. And I get it. He's not young. And he's not he's not in a, in a giant hockey market or whatever. I understand why. But it just seems like he's definitely more underrated than you would think because his performance has only grown and I feel like he's not talked about anymore. Just think how much though we would be talking about David Perron if he was on the frickin' um, Canadians, mm-hmm. you know? That's the thing about him, about this market, I think, is like he has 114 points on this contract and let me do the math real quick. Crunching the numbers. 154 games. That's like, what, like 70% probably? A point seven five per points per game? Mm-hmm. Freaking incredible. For $4 million, this guy. And I know he commits a boneheaded penalty every once in a while, but like... That gets, so does yeah. Ryan O'Reilly this season. Well, like, that one, that whole thing is almost a meme at this. Well, it is a meme at this point. Yeah, where it's I, just all, like honestly, he used to he, do it all the time. Now he does it like once and be like, he, "See, there it when is." When he does it now too, but I almost kind of enjoy it. Yeah, it's like yeah, David, you're yeah. still a little bit broken. I love it. Yeah, slash that guy when you have the puck. That guy's such a cool story. You almost wonder what his career would have been without Joe Thornton, that scumbag piece of crap. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, uh, never, so, never forget no but seriously like he's sneaking up there he's got 578 points in 876 games 
Obviously not a Hall of Famer, but this dude's going to finish with well over a thousand games and just a really, really solid NHL career. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I just think a guy that's just not going to be appreciated as much as he probably should. Um, I should knock on wood for health to get Mm -hmm. those remaining games. But um, yeah, I just, you can't. I can't say enough good things about him. I hope to God we resign him again. That's what I was about to say. Just much, resign as him, maybe. As much as the meme would be funny, don't let him go to Seattle this time. We need him now. I know. Now he's like an integral part. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember when we signed him back when we let Bacchuswak and oh, Brower walk oh, when we baby, signed for on? And that it was like a kick to the dick. Yeah, we were like, you shitting me. <laughs> Why are you resigning David Pro? I we didn't even hate him. It was just like, that's feelings, not, but yeah. it was just like, oh boy, we are moving in reverse. Yeah, we are retreading <laughs> stuff. And like, and he was fine that season for us, but then he left Pretty and went good, to yeah. Vegas and just like completely reinvented himself in mm-hmm. terms of production. Just insanity. Yeah, I never would have thought in a billion years. If you had gone to my head, it would have been T.J. Oshie was here for his whole career and was turned into this uh, for us. But I'm so glad he came back. And like you said, yeah, what is he's got this year and next year mm-hmm. on his contract. Yeah, just re-sign the guy for... You can probably re-sign him for, like, one year at $4 million. Like, you'd be fine. Like, I don't care. I really don't I'd, care. I'd, I'd give him, like, three at three or probably... I'd give him a little term still. He doesn't he yeah. hasn't showed any signs of aging or I'd, slowing down. I think I've convinced know? myself i got to get a David Perron jersey. I know, me too. I'm, I'm right there, too. I'm just like, like... I don't know. He's just a guy that you have to have. I think I have his autograph. I have one from you. I know that. Yeah. I have a card, but... I might have a puck behind that old prospect pyramid over there. It's but. funny because, like, despite him being on other teams for, like, you know, not a huge amount of time, but more significant than you'd think, like, three years or so mm-hmm. combined. Like, he uh, just feels like... 2013 until 2016, mm-hmm. and then the whole Vegas season. Yeah. Like, he just feels like such a integral piece of this team, and he feels mm-hmm. like such a St. Louis Blue... Um, and he loves the city and he always talks about how much he has loved coming back and that this was the... He calls it the city that made him a man. Yeah. Made you a man. And then we watched you dance shirtless in Wheelhouse. That's right. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like, I, I just love David Perron. Yeah. Uh, I have much, much less strong feelings about our next goal score. He said, I come from a la, 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 la. I love Nathan Walker. <laughs> Nathan dirty Walker old Aussie. is uh, <laughs> scoring goals. Hey, you know what? For an AHL like fringe guy signing, he's been fine yeah. to good. I have a problem with. You want a cup with? He's Australian. Yeah, he's Australian. There's no. That's the only way he could talk. He couldn't have an understated Australian accent because, as nearly as I can tell, those no. guys, <laughs> that was like full. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Mick Jagger, right there. Who's <laughs> not Australian? But uh, yeah, Blay. Uh, <laughs> I think he calls him boy. <laughs> <laughs> do, the, do the whole thing in Australian accent. Start over. One on one with no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to say Bjornfoot in an Australian accent if there was a gun to my head. Um, but <laughs> he's one on one with uh, Bjornfoot along the boards. He performs an inside cut, leaving Bjornfoot behind him. Uh, that was pretty good to 
dodge the defenders there. Um, and uh, then he uh, puts out a weak shot, or he actually intended to find Walker, depending on who you ask. And Walker tapped the puck in, and it was very nice. I think he stole the goal from Blay. It looked like it was going in anyways. It's a very deceptive hey, shot. That island's full of convicts. So. Right? And probably would be stealing. <laughs> stealing land from the Aborigines. That's right. Oh, boy. Uh, the Ryan O'Reilly show returned with a power play goal. I don't know if he's got a show, but he's pretty good. Bang, bang, play. Perron passed to Shin below the goal line. Shin quickly bumped the puck to O'Reilly in the slot. O'Reilly fired a one-timer pass. Quick. This is that one where I'm, I'm always... I see one like this because we have like two a year and I'm like, oh, so we do have an awesome. All right. That's like... That's as efficient as it comes. It's also the most like practiced or rehearsed uh-huh. like NHL play you see and I'm always like how does this work every time no. it's probably like the OV goal it just works and they showed that we do have an offense and then they shut it off that was yeah the they said the thanks we do <laughs> and we don't want to use it no more <laughs> Andre Kopitar fig- figured uh significantly in the rest of this game he take uh, <laughs> he took the first goal uh, Falk went to take Ayafalo hot dog uh, <laughs> along the boards, which leaves Kopitar open. Krug comes out to defend Kopitar, but he can't totally commit with Brown coming in behind him for the pass. And Kopitar beat Bennington short side. Six million dollars, Jordan. Yeah, Are you going to try next time? <laughs> he had the contract on his mind. He yeah, didn't know if he was going to stay or if he was going to go. That's right. He's got a whole Clash song written about just that scenario. And he was singing it in his head. And that's why he was distracted. Uh, Andre Kopitar once again scoring his sixth goal of the season. Quick cross the zone. Uh... Not not Jonathan Quick. Oh, Cross the zone pass from uh, Dowdy to Ayafalo. Hot dog to Kopitar. <laughs> put it into the wide open net. Uh, what do you have to say about Andre Kopitar? Yeah, I'm going to say, and I know people are going to disagree with me, <laughs> but I think maybe Andre Kopitar is the best Slovenian hockey player in the NHL currently. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even giving them all time. I don't even know about all no, time. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, possibly, at least. Um, <laughs> Matt Luff is not even the best hockey player from his suburb of Toronto. But, mm-hmm. uh, Kopitar, an assist on this. Um, <laughs> who is Matt Love? That's what the Blues were asking themselves as they let him skate undefeated, between, undefended between four of them, allowing him to score. Um, and then you added, "Don't like being scored on by a man named Love." Just not a fan. It doesn't feel right. You, you know anything about One Piece? That manga One Piece? They're like the main guy's name's Monkey D. Luffy. Ooh. Luffy. I think they're related. We got a Leo Luffy that we drafted this year. Oh and I was yeah. Like, Oakville, Ontario. Man, do I know how to pick him. I knew this kid was for some random... Is that even Toronto? I mean, it's gotta be. It's a city in Ontario. I mean, it's southern southern St. Louis. I'm a hometown hero, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nestled there between Mississauga and Burlington. Yeah, baby. That's what we're Burlington Coat Factory. There probably is a Burlington Coat Factory in Oakville at uh, South County Center. So what's his ghost town? Hometown discounts, baby. (laughs) I like Car Shield. I love you, Pat Room, but please have an MRI done. (laughs) I love him so much. Uh, How many 
Andre Kopitarian has 1,098 games, 981 points. Good God. Are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought this guy was, like, probably a Hall of Famer, but jeez, what was I sleeping on? He's going to get a 1,000 points. I knew it was frick. Holy frick, man. Probably maybe this season if he keeps playing us. How many points do you think the next best Slovenian hockey player in the NHL has? (laughs) Is there another one in the NHL currently? Uh, This person's name is familiar enough. And he's young enough that I want to say maybe. I don't think he's correct. <laughs> I want to say I maybe. I don't think he's current, no. um, The next closest, how many does uh, Kopitar have? And this guy is currently playing for Frölunda, where he has 24 points in 45 games. Next closest is I have like 300 points, maybe. Andre Kopitar has 981. The next closest is Jan Mersak, who has four. <laughs> <laughs> And the only other Slovenian hockey forward or defenseman played one game and has zero points. The the Slovenian people... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I got to look this up. I got to look up Jan Mersak. What do you have to say about the Slovenian people? (laughs) Let me say a lot. I got a lot to say about the Slovenian people. Jan Mershak, who played in three seasons for Detroit, totaled 356 minutes. The Slovenian people that are not Andrzej Kopitar, therefore, have played 363 NHL minutes. And Andre Kopitar, remember, not counting the playoffs where he's made several runs all the way to the Stanley Cup, has played a total of 23,114 minutes. So, you know, pretty good. Um, 981 points. Damn. I mean, I knew he had that season at 92 where he should have won the... Heart and then one's a selkie instead because that's what you give to people that should win the heart, but you can't quite give them the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that guy realize he's been that freaking good all the time, though. So that guy goes back to his country, and do they just not give just, a shit about him? He's either a god or like unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. I've wow. got nine hundred something plus points in the NHL, and they're like, okay, I have a bank account at the <laughs> local bank. What do you? I don't care. Oh wow, what a career, man! Underappreciated. Uh, not as underappreciated as David. Yeah, Brown, come on, of course, now. come but, on. Um, the Kings were much better in the third period, uh, but the Blues held off to only lose in overtime. Adrian Kempe, who's been very good this season, um, Tarasenko had a chance to get the power play goal, and it was just so immediately the other way in the goal, and it was painful. Uh, but the, you know, it's uh, we get a point, and not the end of the world. Once again, outshot. Once again. Uh, no, we actually won the expected goals here at even strength, and but we're heavily out Corsi Ford. And, uh, you know, I think the narrative of this game is early, couldn't couldn't find the offense after the first period, but the big story is that Tarasenko's back. Mm-hmm. And, better than that, better than Tarasenko returning to the ice, Tarasenko returning to uh, unnecessarily word-for-word quotes <laughs> from Jeremy Rutherford. He says... 
It felt nice. I think we want to have a win. It's always bad when you come back from a long time and you lose. But it was some time to rethink everything in this life. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blood, but it's just so funny. It's a privilege to be in the locker room. Privilege. He's really worked on his vocabulary. Uh, to be able to play. I miss that, and it's nice to be out there with the guys again. Feel the atmosphere. Atmosphere? Damn! Uh, feel the game. It's a pretty exciting day for me. The only bad thing, we don't win. Um, do you think Jeremy Rutherford ever wants to be like, oh, and one more question, uh, Vlad. Uh, what's a rub-offs mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Verubi says, uh, I thought he looked really good early on. He kept his shift short, did some good stuff. I thought he was going to score there in OT. Uh, did a good job driving wide. He skated well. He was strong. He was physical. Did a lot of good things. So a real good sign. Ah, it is so good to have him back. Uh, but the Blues would once again play, and uh, Vili Huso will once again be in the net. Um, and the best uh, Vladimir Tarasenko moment of this whole uh, this these two game stretches. His assist on Nico Mikola's opening goal. Mikola's first in the mm. NHL and Tarasenko's first point since October of 2019. And the most cherishing, heartwarming, heartwarming gif of Vladimir Tarasenko skating over to uh, Mikola and saying first goal and then hugging him. It's all that mm. I could ever want. In life. So These two men have not met before this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, Mikola. <laughs> I think the next cut is him like looking away after being hugged and just yeah. skating away, yeah. like whatever. Uh, <laughs> he is. He's a Finn, so he's got he's got darkness behind those eyes. Mm. Grew up in a land without sun. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic Pickles, as they call him. What a creative nickname. Mm-hmm. How very deep. Very thought. That's the one guy where I'd be like, if they just called him Vlasser, I'd be like, oh. Vlasic was one-on-one with Kyle Clifford. He shot a riffer that, wrister that glanced off Clifford's stick, passed Huso and into the net. Not a ton Villy the villain could do on that one. But Braden Shin is here. David Perron once again has a point. So, yep, that, that uh, thing that he had is still there. Um, that sounded way dirtier than that thing, that's, You still got it. I checked. That thing's still there. Uh, O'Reilly passed the puck across the zone. Perron had the one-timer. Shin tipped the puck in front of the net and beyond Dubnik for the goal. De- Devin Dubnik. Woof. I mean... Um, not even a bad game for him, but woof. Ian's just, reaching desperately oh, for God. a water bottle because you know, Devin Dubnik... Ricky Rubio reeks over here. Uh, Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio. <laughs> whatever, man. If it was I give Ricky a Rubio, shit. you would have done a no look oop, and I would have slammed that baby out. Oh, hey, I was, you know what? I was you, watching. You named a real Rubio. Yeah, I mean, and I and he was up there in Minnesota when I was up there, so you know. There you go, problems. And I did watch a clip of him earlier today passing to Kevin Love, who then got molested by a guy, and then the refs did not call it. Mm. Kevin Love is back in Minnesota? No, this is oh, like no. an old clip. Oh, okay. And also, Ricky Rubio isn't in Minnesota anymore. No, so. no. It was this was weird... Kevin Love in Minnesota at one point, though? Yes, he was. Okay, good. <laughs> at least I knew that. Oh, no, man, yeah. People may not know this, but I am not a basketball expert. I, I'm conversant, but I'm not. I can't tell you where everybody is. I can tell you a lot about Jan Mershak. <laughs> tell us a lot about LeBron. You need to know about the second best Slovenian hockey player of all time. Uh, I got you covered. 
Uh, Ricky Rubio, by the way, a Spanish basketball player. Isn't he like a Utah Jazz player? Or and he's yeah. currently a Utah Jazz yeah. player. Ricky Rubio, how old would you guess Ricky Rubio? Was? Uh, he was very young when he started. Okay. Right, so. And that would have been. So he was like that. So he's like 29. He's 30. Okay. I would have assumed 38. Because <laughs> I did not know he was very young when he started. Uh, but he's good. I like Ricky Rubio. Um, let's, uh, let's move back to hockey. Logan Couture has a, just a shit face. I was going to say, I hate that dude's face. Oh, it's just unfortunate. Smelled farts. He's smelling farts forever. Smell the fart acting, like Joey Triviani teaches. Ryan Donato, who I will never believe is on this team, skates the puck into the slot. It rolled off his stick and bounced around off of Huso. Couture whacked at the rebound, and it bounces into the net. Once again, not a ton Huso can do there. He's looked good. Yeah, Just I thought not he looked good pretty enough solid. to replace Bennington. Uh, <laughs> and Evander Kane scores early in overtime. Uh, once again, O'Reilly had a great scoring chance on one end, and as is the nature of three-on-three overtime, it went to the other end and ended poorly. Um, you know, I think it sucks to lose back-to-back games in overtime when you had the lead, mm-hmm. but you get two points. Um, yeah, you get ten <sighs> points out of twelve, out of twelve possible just, on your road trip. I don't know how you can be that upset. Some lunatic was in Rutherford's mentions about like O'Reilly has lost this team and another shitty play there, like mm-hmm. such a selfish player. And I was just like, huh? I, he must have been trolling. But I was like, what? We tweeted about it. People saw it. People you, you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> we won the high danger chances battle, won the Corsi 4 battle, won the um, expected goals battle heavily. So yeah, that's uh, a game they should have just won, period. It's too bad. We had 80% of the expected goals 4 percentage in the uh, third period, but couldn't score. Uh, that sucks. But Barubi on a 4-0-2 road trip, it's a great trip. It really is. We got points in every game, which is outstanding. I would have liked to have closed these last two games out, and we didn't do it. We've just got to dig down a little bit more and find a way to close these games out. Uh, O'Reilly said, Dubnik came out quite a bit, and I thought maybe I could get around him, but my hands didn't do what I wanted them to. Frustrating, because that's it. Then it's in the back of the net. Glad to at le- got to at least put something at the net. Tough one to lose. So see, he's honest. He's not being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts on this game or this stretch before we uh, talk about this one last thing? Get out of here. Um, you know, not really. Like you said, if you have ten points that you get out of twelve possible, what's to be that upset about? Like it sucks they can't close it out. But the funny thing about that is like. That seems like 90% of teams in the NHL any given time is like, oh, man, they had the lead, but then they lost. Uh, it sucks, again, that it's an overtime at some of these later things, these uh, later parts of the game. But that's just part of it when you have so many injuries, too. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It feels like very middle of the season where it's like they're they're getting points. They're on a streak. They're top three in their division. Even point percentage-wise, they're still only behind uh, the Knights in the Wild, I think. So it's like, mm-hmm. they're doing fine for what they have. They just got Tarasenko back. They're getting Sunquist back. Um, you know, I, I think in general, it's it's a good it's a good time to be a Blues fan. I'm a little, I'm cautiously optimistic. 
Yeah, uh, but there is a tough stretch coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is, would be the end of the reason for your op- optimism. I'm so, I'm so freaking excited to play the Wild, though, which right? is the weirdest right? thing. That's kind of crazy. 30 games left. 21 of them are against Vegas, Minnesota, and Colorado. Uh, we do need to get healthy fast. It seems like maybe we are. Sunquist is skating. Schwartz Sunquist should be back to, tomorrow. Yeah. Schwartz is skating. Bozak is still in the nether yeah. realm. Um, De La Rose, who cares? <laughs> um, and what, Pareko? He's on the IR now. But yeah. That was just a, that had to happen to bring uh, Tarasenko back. But I don't know if he'll be back this season. I wouldn't count on it, um, to be yeah. honest, because it just seems so cloaked in mystery. Um, but, I mean, getting those forwards back is big. I don't think our defense has looked bad, especially. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I think they've had stretches where they could have played better, but I really don't think they're lost. They've looked lost without Pareko. Um, I don't like not having him there just for being a big guy that's back there, but like I think bringing Mikel in, he's not the not the same player as Pareko, but again, is not a huge mm-hmm. offensive contributor, and I think Mikel has looked pretty good defensively overall. I think you, you have kind of a patchwork defense back there that works. I will say I, two things. I have competing thoughts on this. And one of them's not going to be popular, but I'll say it anyway. Um, <laughs> do it. I think the non-controversial one is I do think we tend to play up to our competition a fair amount. Mm. And um, we've played the Kings pretty well. I mean, we, I know we've lost a lot of the games, but there haven't been a lot of blowouts or anything. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're the next closest team. So I think we'll actually probably p- play better against these teams overall. With that said... I think it'd be the worst thing if the Blues missed the playoffs this year, just because they've had so many injuries. You know they're not going to go out and blow up the team. It wouldn't they? They really need to restock the cupboard a little bit. And I know the gr- draft isn't great, and it's crazy all this year, and they don't even know if we're doing the draft this year or next year. But like, if you're gonna miss this in a season, this little half season. Uh, and get you know get some good draft picks wouldn't be the end of the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they'll pull it out. They look they look so much better. There was that that little stretch where they looked real bad, and we were like, oh boy, I don't know about money puck and these odds. <laughs> um, I'll look where we are now. I, I'm pr- presumably it's improved considerably. Um, let's see. Uh, playoff rounds. Here we go. Um, make the playoffs. The Blues are 48.8, so, you know, about 50-50, slightly behind the Kings, who are obviously uh, the main competition there. But, um, you know, I it's going to be tight. It's going to be a tough race, but that's what you want. You want fun hockey. You want hockey with a purpose. The deadline, you know, be interesting to see if we do anything there. Um, I don't think we're going to trade away a first right now. Unless it's something, you know, you're really getting somebody back with term. Um, but, you know, there are probably guys that you could go get right-handed defensemen to fill in if you want to. You know, Ekholm, is he right-handed? I don't know. He's got a year on his plus on his deal, so if you wanted to go crazy, you could. It'd be interesting. That seems like a Seattle guy. Gun to your head right now, boys. Make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. Oh boy, that's hard just because of the stretch they got coming up and having that's not really played it yet. Um, I think they make it. I think they make it in the fourth position. I think somehow, I think we go 
kings, or kings, not kings, knights. Avs. I think I think knights wild, wild Avs blues. The Avs are just saving it for the playoffs at yeah. this point. Hey, baby, if you if I get a fun Avs wild series mm-hmm. to like, re, do you remember when they went like back and forth and, and back and forth other, yeah. in like 2013? I yep. think it was when they like went crazy. Mm-hmm. That was that might be one of the craziest most awesome series I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. was that 2013 Wild Avs series. And if we get even something close to that, I mean, a lot of those Avs players are still there, and now you have an actually probably better Minnesota Wild team, like, that'd be, that'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. And look, I know you can look at points percentage and, and, and overall points, but we do have a 615 points percentage compared to a 560 for the Kings. And we do already have four more points. And I know that they've got a game in hand and all that, but I'd rather have the points than not. You know? yeah, yeah. So, like, um, they've certainly got some ground to catch up, and I think the strongest narrative for them catching it is just the comparative strength of schedule, which is a challenge. Um, but I just I, I do think the Blues are probably going to pet probably going to pull it off. Um a quick look around the league since I'm here. Mass Mutual East, the Islanders leading the division. I, it's so boring. Carolina. Um, oh, although, did you see that Matt Barzell goal the other day? Oh, shit. You realize Toronto's going to win the President's Trophy this year? Yeah, of Which means they're for sure going to get bounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, right now, they're neck and neck with Carolina. Yes, that Matt Barzell goal was bonk. I always know it's a, like an insane hockey goal if my non-hockey friends send it to oh, me, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, ooh, um, what's this? Yeah. Uh, Matt, what, what is Hoqua? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Islanders, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, boring. Uh, Philadelphia is the only team still kind of fighting in contention there. Carolina, Tampa, Florida, Ca- uh, Chicago, which their goalie's been really good, and that's about it. Uh, let, I'd give Chicago some credit. They had... They have no right to even mm. sniff the playoffs this year. And I realize the bottom half of that division is yeah, terrible. So bad. But uh, 33 points is still 33 points. Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Montreal. Uh, speaking of divisions with a terrible bottom half. Um, Montreal's so bad, and they're still going to make the playoffs by so much. <laughs> they're already four points clear of Calgary. Um, and then Vegas, St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, the tightest division by far, uh, with the top six being spread by a total of five points. Mm. Obviously, a lot of teams have missed time, but we're all within, actually, freakily, Vegas is the one that have played the fewest games. <laughs> we're all within two or three games of each other, so you can't make it too much about that. And that's hockey this week, folks. Um, man, great week, Blues. Sign Bennington, ESPN uh, gets the league back. It's all good stuff. Um, oh, Colt Ellis did sign his entry level contract. You know, good, cool. Uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? No. Hard I'm, no. I'm, that's, that's a no. Yeah, that's a pass. That's um, a pass for me. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm looking forward to the stretch of games. I think we play Vegas this weekend, and then we go and play L.A. again one more time. And then we're on to Minnesota and all the rest. I'm kind of tired of L.A. L.A. is starting to uh, feel a little bit like Arizona these days. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see how we play against 
the top half of this division. Uh, I mean, if if you're right and they play up to them, then we get, we got some fun games to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Did you know that the um, Sabers have lost nine straight games? No, but that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why Ralph Kruger's still there. It's... Do something. <laughs> do anything. That franchise, just do it. Like fold, do something. <laughs> like don't, don't keep being don't, the way that you are. I don't want to beat this dead horse from last week. You have to change everything. Yeah. You have to undo everything. <laughs> and the only thing I know the Pajulas have the P- whatever the Pajulas Pajulas yeah. Is money. So spend the money or sell the team. But spin the... Don't bring in lackeys, man. You obviously suck. (laughs) You don't need lackeys. You need somebody to tell you F off. I know what I'm doing. Screw you. Pay all the money that you have to get anybody with a backbone and just start from square one. Yeah, just because Tim Murray and Jason Botterill, like, weren't your guys... And they were hockey dudes. Doesn't mean like all hockey dudes are going to screw your team up. You just had two bad ones. You had two ones that didn't do their job. So like hiring a third one that might be able to do his job and vetting it better doesn't mean you know it doesn't mean like you have to forego and say anyone that knows anything about hockey and is an old man we don't want we want the guy that's just a yes man for us that doesn't you know has no experience in this position. You could have had like I don't know you could have like. 30 different dudes that have done this before and done it pretty successfully and instead you're like, nah, we've been burned once technically because when they bought it, Tim Murray was already there, mm-hmm. I think. It's like, so, and then you just overreacted to it. It was like, we only want people from within the organization already that we know that like us. Terrible. Ugh. Terrible. Um, I feel so bad for that, that franchise. Yeah, but to be fair... They do live in the only city that can also become a complete sentence. So, you know. <laughs> hey, you got that to go. <laughs> so, hey, I guess it's really 50-50. Uh, <laughs> when you look at it that way, chin up, Buffalo. Uh, so, I think that's it. Uh, I think we can get out of here, folks. Uh, don't grow a mustache like Dominic Ducharme, the uh, Bond villain-looking um, Montreal Canadiens coach. Maybe he doesn't have a mustache. Maybe it's just dark lip shadow i'm just looking at a gif but anyway uh great have a great night fantastic evening oh next week a little up in the air uh possible outcome that there's no podcast i think unlikely i think we'll probably find a time we'll throw something might not be our normal time so just keep your keep your eyes open but other than that have a great week we'll talk soon go blues all that stuff au revoir you know you can call me if you need someone I'll pick up the pieces if you come undone Painting stars up on your ceiling Cause you wish that you could find some feeling Yeah, yeah. you know you could call me if you need someone I need you to hold Take my